Junior, it's an absolute pleasure to have you with us today. Um, first of all, I have to ask, how are you doing in yourself? Uh, well, first of all, thanks for taking the time to ask me to do this. Uh, it's a real pleasure. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good um, music-wise, professional-wise. Everything's going well. And personally, obviously, I've had a little bit of a setback um, the past few weeks. But um, lo and behold, um, I'm going to be back on stage performing. Uh, that, that side of us is coming back eventually after a few weeks. Uh, and of all places, I'm going to be in Newcastle Benchfield this coming Sunday. Excellent. It's as if we planned it. It's as if we planned it. And um, we're inevitably going to come to the single, um, which has become a, a northeast sensation later on. But just to begin with, I, I do want to ask you a little bit about your background as a recording artist. When and where did it all start for you? Um, I've been singing since I was actually uh, the age of uh, 14. In, uh, I left school um, early. Uh, I'm not promoting that. <laughs> um, but um, I then, soon into my career, I got a chance to go and uh, work in Benidorm, Spain. Right. Uh, and just prior to going there for nine months, um, there was um, a hereditary blood clotting disorder found in the family on my dad's side where blood naturally clots. Right. And once the bone clots, so obviously going away on, on a flight was um, somewhat, you know, hard, hard to find out the ins and outs. But because yeah. I was young, I was told I'll be fine right. and not to worry. Um, sadly, uh, I think it was about 40, was, uh, 48 weeks later, I was actually in intensive care, fighting for my life uh, after that one in a million chance ha- actually happened to me. Um, so I was left with blood clots right through my body and in my lung and uh, pneumonia from a flight to Spain, believe it or not. Um, so I fought my way back from that. I had to learn to walk again and stuff. And sadly, because I had a clot of the lung, pubs and clubs were an all-go zone for me. Yeah. Um, and then around about 2010, smoking bar and stuff came in. Um, so I was able to begin to come back to, to that life of, of, of working within music. Yeah. Um, but obviously, in the meantime, I try to spread me ways a bit and see if there was other avenues to be ventured into and funnily enough the two paths crossed when people really Newcastle were doing interviews with urban club acts about the smoking man coming in and how it would affect and I was one of the, the people that they called upon and in speaking to the producer on, on, on the day of the interview he made me aware that people see children in need weren't actually having the national release that year they were looking for um, people to put entries in from around the country. Um, So basically for the North East, I was one of them that put forward a copy of the um, world famous The Impossible Dream. And I actually got it released for BBC Children in Need in 2010. Um, And as part of that, I was given many doors and avenues I would never otherwise venture or or ever get the opportunity to venture into. So given that we had recording studio 10 given to us as well as part of that, um, I had also penned a few songs uh, along the way and I'd recorded some of them because we, we got um, the actual song we were using, we got done quite quick. Right. So I was able to put down like a demo CD as well. So when the opportunities were coming my way with that Children in Need song, I was also handing in a second song, uh, a second CD, sorry. Right. And one of those songs was picked up by a guy called Bryn Parry who contacted me and asked, this song um, resonates very much with the, like, the lyrics resonate with uh, like armed forces yeah. um, when they leave and go away to serve and stuff like that. It was a song called Say Goodbye. Right. 
and that believe it or not Brent Parry when all come to all he was one of the co-founders of Help by Heroes and that, that song then went on to become released for them wow um, and this whole, whole new world uh, you know away from performing began to open where I was, I was writing songs and releasing them and and then I was picking up awards in America uh, at songwriting uh, ceremonies. New music started to go viral over there with um, music videos. Uh, there was a cartoon that featured Barack Obama, a song called Better Day. Right. And uh, again, because he just came into the president's role, um, that went viral. And all of a sudden, this new world um, as an independent recording artist um, kind of dog-legged me being a, a performer here in the Northeast. Wow, wow, wow! I mean, what a fantastic story! And it's fair to say it's quite quite a roller coaster story from what from what you've said there, from where it started to now to now where you are. Um, it's also yeah. been a a roller coaster few weeks for you um, over the last few weeks with the release of of your new single, Banks of the River Tyne. First off, how much did you expect this song to take off as you were writing it? Did did it have this sort of secret feel that it was going to be as big a success as it has been? Um. Well, first and foremost, thank you for the kind words. Um, I'm still pinching myself when I, when I hear people's um, perception of how it went. Um, I'm still kind of sitting in a cloud waiting for someone to pinch us wake us up. So basically, um, obviously, like I say, I, I've, I've more than ticked boxes when it came to venturing into this new world of writing and recording music. And yeah. just prior to COVID, I had kind of came to a stalemate within myself where I said, you know what it is, I've actually, I've done really well, I've won awards, I've done this, I've done that, I've had, I had nine number ones in America in the state charts, I've had radio in in, in South Africa, I've picked up a award, like this is just surreal for a lad from Wars End to be doing this, yeah. and not even venture outside of Wars End, it was all through the power of the internet. Yeah. So I kind of thought, you know what it is, I've ticked all the boxes, I've got a, a very good CV behind us, I've got a, I've got a good name, you know, where, where I live in terms of uh, following. And look, like, I've got nothing more to do. So once COVID came along, like, obviously the whole world stopped and obviously pubs and clubs closed. And so it became a bit of a, uh, like, like a, a place of comfort that I just thought, well, that's been done now. Yeah. And a good friend of mine, Chris, we uh, were going fishing and stuff, trying to find things to do during lockdown. Yeah. And, um, he um he kept asking about you know like now's the idea is time to get writing again and there's got to be another song and I, I was kind of in the mindset of like no I'm done yeah I really am done and he's like no 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 come on come on come on one more song one more song and I was like Chris there's nothing I want to do like I've I've done a Christmas song I've done a, a rock song a country song and then I kind of thought about it I thought you know what it is the, like the one thing I would love to do is to like leave like a, a footprint where where I come from yeah and um. I think about a year, maybe it was 18 months, two years ago, um, the chorus of the song was something that I had came, stumbled across in maybe another writing process or something, uh, you know, the actual chorus of, of Banks of the River Tide. Yeah. So it had always been like a seed in my head, and I, one day it kind of um, gave into Chris's conversation <laughs> in, in, in kind of uh, temper and said, Right, okay, well, if I want to do anything, this would be it. Yeah, yeah. And um, so that was it. We then done a, um, like a, a, an idea board where we put the chorus in the middle and then we stormed ideas around Newcastle and what what, what would work, what would what would make it cheesy, what would make it serious, yeah. you know, and we, we whittled it down. 
And then, what, three and a half, four months ago, we were in the studio and um, we recorded the song in Broadwater Studios in Gateshead. Right. And it was, upon completion, once it got played back in the studio, I kind of went inside of me because I'm not a person. I didn't want to um, kind of, um, what, what would be the word to, you know, um, say this is, Amazing that yeah. it's going to be. I didn't want to um, cast out on yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just remained very tight-lipped, but inside of us, I was like, "This, this could do okay." This actually. <laughs> um, and when when people were saying like everyone around us was very um, enthusiastic and yeah, this is going to be amazing, and it's going to do this, and it's going to do that, and yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, "We'll see. Well, we'll see." Yeah. Inside of us, I was thinking actually could be right yeah. yeah and um here we are somewhat four weeks after its release and i think every day it's, it's getting stronger than anything i've ever known prior yeah. in the last what, 11 years of releasing and recording music yeah 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 it's it's certainly taken off the next question i wanted to ask i mean Obviously, you're you're a man that loves Newcastle, being from Wall's End. It, was it difficult writing a song about Newcastle? You, you're trying to perfectly sum up everything that is wonderful about this city in a four-minute song. I mean, what what you did clearly resonated with so many. But did it prevent? Did it sorry present any extra challenges in comparison to writing other music, or was it just the same for you? A million percent. Uh, I'm glad you actually asked that question because it's something that I've. Uh, I've try to touch on in other interviews and it get people to understand that when you record or write a, a, a song which is commercial pop commercial rock it it's there for the whole world to, to hear and pick up on yeah. or given personal preference when you then put out a, a regional song you whittle down that audience from being like billions of people yeah. to maybe hundreds of thousands to maybe just millions right um, so that in the, that in itself is a scary thought that you are kind of tightening that net yeah. drastically. Um, so that was the first thought was kind of like, wow, I'm I'm really going to have to, you know, I'm going to have to aim perfectly here if I'm going to hit, you know. And again, like I said to you before, when we came up with the idea board and we had the chorus in the middle and then we were storming ideas as to what would, what was what represents the northeast? What goes in? What doesn't go in? Yeah, it's a very fine line. You put one wrong line in that song, or you um, talk about one subject matter that you know. I don't know. For instance, let's just say hypothetically, Greg's. You know, the fact that Greg's do studies. Yeah, it, it turns the song from a serious song to somewhat of a, a joke song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you've got to. It's a very precarious scenario to be in. Yeah. Um, so I was very. I did feel a certain kind of pressure that I've never felt before in writing this song that I, I had to, I couldn't get it you know there's not even a balance of like a a 90% right it had to be in my eyes it had to be 100% yeah. right in terms of what what we actually put in there I mean there's a tongue and cheek line in there that says uh, you can travel right around the world you can meet the Pope in Rome <laughs> but nothing beats the feeling of when you come back here to home yeah. but that, that even though it's tongue and cheek it, it's meant to represent how passionate we are about yeah. where we come from. Yeah. Um, you know, it, from people, some people say the Angel of the North on, on the motorway and the class that is getting home. Some people come back on the train and they come over the Tyne Bridge, the class that is being home 
it's so it, it was just trying to encapsulate that moment that people seem to enjoy when when they come back home. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And obviously, there's, there's some figures um, in the in the public eye from from around the northeast that have, have picked it up and absolutely loved it. Most recently, I've seen that um, Gary Wilson walked out to the track during the British Open snooker um, earlier this week. It's been played at St James's um, during half time, and then there's Brenda Blethyn from from Vera as well has passed on her love for the track. I mean, the li- you know the list is absolutely ed- endless. The the support from from such big figures in the northeast, though, you know, on a serious note, it must work wonders for promoting the track and, and getting it out to people in the northeast. Yeah, honestly, Ben. I mean, you've just whittled them off there, and I'm sitting here going like, "Wow!" Honestly, <laughs> it, it's so surreal at the moment to yeah. be in this position that I'm in because. It's it. There's always something happening, or there's a phone call and someone saying, "You know, I guess this has happened." <laughs> there's a video being sent. And yeah. Someone driving down a motorway, or the, and obviously it, it's just it's just like, wow, this is my song. Yeah. It, it just hasn't hasn't sung in yet, and I, I think it'll take a little while to do so. But um, yeah, I mean, in terms of the the, the you know the the figureheads of the region. Gary Wilson, what Gary Wilson did, yeah, and I, I've known Gary a, a long time. He's a close friend, and right. to see to see him come out in, in such a big game, yeah, with my song, it, it kind of that was a special moment. Yeah. I know I, I don't mean to pick from others, but no. that that was very special on a personal level. Yeah, Brenda Blethyn, um, I mean, again, you know, a massive, a massive figure of the northeast is Vera. Yeah. Um, so when when she done what she done, that opened. Like uh, she initially stoked the flame, really, because yeah. um, then it, it turned eyes on it from elsewhere. Alan Shearer, I mean, he's wished as well with a song. Yeah. Rob Lee, I mean, footballers has been Warren Barton. There's been endless footballers. Um, it's just honestly, you know, it, 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 again, it just comes back to that that point of like, wow, this is my song. This is me, and this is actually happening. Yeah. It's just, it, it's a brilliant, brilliant feeling. Look, long may it last. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we talked about um, talked about footballers there um, in the music video as well. You, we see you perform the track at St James's um, in that video. How big a part of your life is football? Are you a, are you a big football fan? I was born and raised um, on uh, Kevin Keegan's Entertainers. Right. Um, I remember, you know, the Leicester Seven One coming up from the old Division 1 um, and you know as a kid I remember being glued to the TV watching this this football that was just uh, it was just so amazing to watch yeah. and, and I mean uh, so I've, I've always been an avid black and white but in my job sometimes you can't promote that because <laughs> I obviously travel south of the time as well <laughs> yeah. and so some people, if they get wind of that, tend to, tend to use after after alcohol becomes involved. <laughs> <laughs> so, but here I am. I've, I've nailed the colours to the match. Yeah, now. you have now. But to be, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, uh, uh, being a Newcastle United fan, it, it, well, that in itself is stressful, um, as we all know. But it's just, do you know what it is? I, I think, um, obviously, the, the poem that you know, I think it was Bobby Robson and that, that said about. You know, being a young boy and seeing the hallowed turf, you just can't help but fall in love. And no. there's never been a true word spoken. And, yeah. and um, but I'm 
I have to say though, Ben, on that note as well, though, um, uh, I am very um, open to, especially now um, after COVID as well, um, I'm very conscious of grassroots football as well. Yeah. Um, I, myself, actually, before singing, um, I uh, used to play for Warzone Boys Club. Right. Um, and I went on several tours with them and I went up all over the place to play football for them. And um, so I've always been you know, the, the keen supporter of them and I've, I've backed them in any way I can and stuff. But, you know, I have to say, you know, like the Newcastle Benfield, Whitley Bay and all Shields, mm-hmm. I just think it's great just to see them teams doing so well and, and thriving just as much as it is Newcastle for me. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, bringing it to Benfield, you are obviously signed up as, uh, as player sponsor for... Paul Brayson uh, this season. A very wise choice of player to sponsor for this season, wouldn't you agree? <laughs> Brass is, uh, I've met Brass now, I think, on a, on a, on a couple of occasions. Yeah. And you know what it is? He's just a, he's a nice guy. He's always had nice things to say when uh, I've, I've uh, been performing at uh, Benfield. And, yeah. uh, obviously, uh, I'm aware of Paul from his Newcastle days. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, taking them through to Benfield and it seems, um, you know, having followed closely on social media, he certainly hasn't uh, hasn't lost the Midas touch when it comes to finding the back of the net. Absolutely. Absolutely not. Um, final question then, um, it, just to bring it back to, to you for a second. What, what does the future hold for you then, do you think? I mean, you, you were doing one more song before Banks of the River Time. Has that has that changed your mind ever so slightly? Um, do you know what it is? I, I haven't really give it too much thought because obviously I don't want to begin another fire while this one's still burning brightly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but, hey, look, if this is my swan song, then you know, what better swan song to go out on? Yeah. Um, but, never say never because there's always opportunities, there's always um, local charities coming forth and um, so you never, you never know if, if there's a song to be written and it uh, fits the agenda and it appeals to me then you never know but I'm, I'm a man of, um, of, of many interests when it comes to even being in a working men's club or a pub and sitting yes gentlemen and having a conversation about yesteryear and yeah. if you pick up on little lines or conversation subjects I'm always making little notes in the phone about uh, things that have could work well in songs so it could just be that one day soon that something gets said and off we go again, and who knows, we could be sitting here uh, in the future talking about something else that's done well. But uh, for now, Banks of the River Time is definitely um, outdoing anything that I ever could have imagined for it to do. Yeah, yeah, no, that's brilliant. Well, don't forget to follow Junior on Twitter. The handle is at uh, JuniorTurner84. His single is available um, through a link that's on his bio as well. Make sure to go and purchase it. It's a brilliant song. Junior, thank you very much for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you at, at Sam Smith's very soon. Thank you very much, Ben.